Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 3. This is Episode 5, How I Met Everyone Else. And this is another one in the string of great episodes. Jen, what do you think? It was very good. I liked it a lot. It's a classic. I feel like in my brain, it was going to be even better than it was. I mean, I I was completely happy. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I, I just regard this episode so highly that I sort of built it up, and the stuff with Blah Blah is really, like, the actress playing Blah Blah just knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, you know, it wasn't surrounded by a lot of, you know, as many stuff as the great, great, great episodes are. Nevertheless, this is a classic and one of my favorites. Gives me a hint into your potential ranking. I was thinking, I don't have anything, like, news-wise, but I was thinking about something from last week. It kind of occurred to me. You know, why did they call the last episode Little Boys when there was just one little boy? Do you think they were talking about the shrunken versions of Barney and Ted as well as Little Boys? Or do you think that's just a coincidence? No, I think that makes sense. Or is there something there of, like, Barney and Ted were acting no. childish? <laughs> They're game, I don't know. No, I think it's I think it's that they were shrunken to little... Yeah, it's a weird title for the episode. Right. That's a, something like that, what you said or what I said, probably more likely what I said, makes more sense than just because Robin doesn't like kids. Because it says boys. Like, right. The point is Robin doesn't like kids. Yeah, now you got me thinking. I'm not sure. I did, yeah, at the time that we recorded last week, I did think it was a weird title, but yeah, we didn't really talk about it. Well, let's jump into this week's title, unless you have something to cover before we get into it. I do not. All right. Well, we start off with the narrator introducing the story to the kids, and the only significant thing about this is that he can't remember her name, so he's going to call her Blah Blah. I do like how she introduces herself by saying, please call me Blah. Mm-hmm. Like, she really just runs with it. Yeah, no, I thought this was kind of... An interesting point that, like, you know, maybe a potential criticism was that, like, okay, there's no way this guy remembers every single person that he ever interacted with and their name and all these details. So I think it's a little cute nod maybe to that of, like, okay, no, I'm not going to remember all this stuff. There's quite a few girls and women I've dated. I mean, college is kind of a blur. I can probably tell you the name of, you know, 10% of the girls that I, you know, (laughs) Hooked up, not slap with, but like hooked up right. with or anything like that, that, you know, went beyond just to make out. But. Yeah, and it seems like, yeah, they had maybe two dates. And then my, you know, post-college years. Yeah, there's a few girls that I really struggle. I, I can't remember their names. Yeah. Not a lot, but a few. And I think you're younger than Ted might be during this narration. Yeah, because this is 20... 30 that he's telling the kids and we saw in 2020 that they were 42 so yeah <laughs> adds up that Ted might not remember right although she left a mark um, they, they <laughs> right. do remember it I think it's like the not the last episode but in the last season they're sort of giving a summary of what a lot of the characters that we haven't seen for seasons and seasons are doing now and oh, yeah, that's Blah right. Blah was one of them and he remembered her name in the end oh interesting Okay, that does sound familiar now that you say that. Blah Blah's played by Abigail Spencer. And I've seen her in things like, she was on Grey's Anatomy. She was uh, oh, she Megan sister? Hunt. Yeah. Okay. 
She was on the first season of True Detective. Was she? Okay. Yeah, I think she was either... She was one of the two main characters' wives, I believe. Okay. And she was... She had about six episodes on Mad Men, but I'm having trouble remembering who she was. Even though I did a rewatch a couple years ago. Or like a year ago, really. So we get into the how did they meet of it all. And... She gets into this story about a cooking class, French fusion. They ended up being partners. We get it's revealed to us pretty quickly that Ted prepares them for this story, but the truth is that they met online, and she's embarrassed about that. Yeah, she comes up with a pretty magical story. And Marshall <laughs> says, "I Chihuahua." As Ted's telling him this. And I'm not sure what he's... Like, is he... Because they met online or because she's making up the story so they don't say they met online? Like, I'm not sure what exactly Marshall's reacting to here. That's a good That's a good question. Uh, maybe uh, it's the online, because then I guess Ted's immediately is kind of like, no, there's no stigma. So maybe it was solely because they met online. So what are your thoughts? Is there a stigma? Uh, I definitely wouldn't say any more. Maybe in 2007 there... Probably yeah, now that we have the the Tinder and stuff, right? I think it's and there's there's so many more apps for it. I think at this time when he said they met online, you're thinking a Match.com kind of thing, right? And I think there's almost more stigma to that than there is to like a Tinder, even though Tinder's a little dirtier and a little <laughs> sketchier. But it, Tinder makes sense as to I'd like to meet someone that's close by me right now that I can say right. hi to and. That that makes sense to me. Why do you know so much about Tinder? I hear. I read. I read. <laughs> I read a lot of Newsweek. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I feel like we started dating like right before that really started. Oh going, yeah. So we missed a lot of that in the dating world. I wonder if. I'm not sure if I would have ever done any of those things. I don't know either. I mean, I guess it depends. You and I were meeting a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because we, when when Jen and I first started dating, probably about the first four months or so, um, because it was long distance, we kept it an open relationship. We didn't know where it was going. And we'd actually trade stories about, like, people we'd go out with or little right. hookups well, I mean, here we and were, there. I wouldn't say we were in an open relationship, but we were dating we weren't other dedica- people. Yeah, we weren't yeah. committed to each other. Yeah, we weren't dating exclusively. Okay, open. Yeah, that, that does have a different connotation. That's <laughs> right. We were swinging, baby. <laughs> we were not. <laughs> we are not that interesting. Um, but yeah, so we really, yeah, because we, we started dating, I guess this episode was October 2007, so we were kind of still in that, like we were dating, but we were an exclusive time frame where, yeah. So yeah, I don't know, maybe... My point is, we didn't have trouble meeting people when right. we were single. Right, but no, yeah, I mean, if you then, yeah, fast forward, like, you know... Five years, maybe, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, I guess it just depends what the situation was. Like, yeah, potentially, if I was still single years down the road, maybe it was something I might have thought about doing. But I was telling you, I have a friend, a female friend, who is doing the online dating right now, mm-hmm. and I just—I mean, she's a single mom. I don't blame her. Right, it's not like you can really she's got to be lonely right these now. days. Like, where are you supposed to meet people? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> right. Like, she lives near a town center where, you know, she does the bartenders. That's her hangout. But she can't go there now. So, right. And she, every once in a while, her and I catch up, and she'll tell me about, like, the latest online dates she has. And mm-hmm. it never sounds any good. 
I mean, I know a few people that have been married for quite some time from online, like Match.com. Yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. I don't, I don't add any stigma to it. I don't. I think people still may not like to say that that's how they met. Which is weird because I don't know that it's. I don't know. I think you can like go out and have the expectation of like, oh, I want to meet somebody. So why is it different to translate it to an online forum? I don't know. Not everyone can have a hookup from Vegas turn into a long marriage. True that. I wonder if we're the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> if any of you know anybody else that hooked up in Vegas and then later got married, write in and tell us. Ted says that she is gorgeous. We told this story. Like, is this the first time people are hearing this, or do people know that? I feel like we have. I'm sure. I, I feel like we probably talked about how we met in the pilot episode. Yeah, I hopefully. think that's where it was. So if if you are just jumping in on this episode or this season or whatever, Jed and I met back in 2007 in Vegas. I was there for work. She was there with her girlfriends having fun, and we met at a lobby bar for the casino I was staying casino hotel thing I was staying at for the week and uh, ended up liking each other and met up at one more time before she left town and then it turns out you know as it turned out she was three hours away from me or four hours away from me in Pittsburgh so we kept in touch and then probably within a month after that started visiting each other Mm -hmm. and dated long distance for two years then she moved to DC to live with me and then two years after that, we got married. Yep. And that was eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies. When you're podcasting. So Barney insists that she must be crazy because nobody really hot that's not crazy goes online looking for dates. Barney says something to the effect of that uh, the only hot girls that troll on the internet for dudes are crazy hookers or dudes. This might end up my least favorite line of the night. He says she's none of those, but there's a guy that's all three that he sees on the way to work, and he is scary. Yeah, that's actually my least favorite of the episode as well. It doesn't age well, and it's not funny enough to make up for that fact. Right. Like, I'll, I'll give something a pass if it, it was funny, right? So Barney brings up for the first time the hot crazy scale, saying that there's no way she's not above the line on it. I like his finger graphs, his air graphs. <laughs> yeah. He does a really good job with these. I feel like he does, he's done it more than just this one time. Probably not so far, but I feel like we get more of them. Probably. And Ted seems to know what he's talking about, but Robin needs an explanation. So yeah, then we get <laughs> Barney's illustration that, you know, turns into online graphics showing. It's, a- o- it's okay to be this crazy if, if you're equally this hot. Right. And I guess the... What would that be? The 45-degree angle is the marker point. Right. <laughs> and anything below that line becomes the Mendoza, Vicky Mendoza diagonal, which is actually stolen from something, a term they use in baseball called the Mendoza line, which is a batter hitting under 200 is having a really bad season. Okay. I knew there was some correlation to statistics, but I didn't get a chance to look it up before we started. Barney goes into a, you know an example of all the crazy and hot things that this girl did. I I don't necessarily think we need to get into the list. <laughs> I did like at the end that he like goes through all of these things that she's bouncing back and forth and was like, ooh, I should give her a call. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Ted, Ted begs of them to just play along with her fake story that they met in cooking class. This is just insanity. He, he probably just shouldn't have told them. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure why 
he would have told them, I, I guess, just to make sure nobody was like, wait, when did you take a cooking class? Or, like, you know, try to dig more into it. Ted is going back and forth with Barney. You know, she's not crazy. Barney says, okay, we'll see. And you can already tell that Barney's really going to become obsessed with this. Right. And this is the thing that Ted never seems to learn, is you can't tell Barney, <laughs> here's a secret, don't say anything, because Barney's going to just... Good point. Yeah. No matter what, Barney's going to use any any excuse to just try to nag his friends. We, we have all six of them now at the at the booth, and Barney's already starting to poke the bear a little bit on this. Ted tries to deflect by, you know, saying... Saying that, you know who else has a really cute story of how they met? Marshall and Lily. And I like... Tell that story right now. <laughs> I like Marshall's, all right, but I got to warn you, it ends with an awe. And then they all, they all go, oh no, Lily goes awe. And Marshall goes, starts with one too. <laughs> Usually I wouldn't like these things because it's very cutesy, but mm-hmm. I, I, I thought the timing on that was done very well. Yeah, I liked it. So we get Marshall and Lily both telling the story of how they met. And it's predictably awe. And everybody says awe. So I guess, did we know, maybe we didn't know this already, but yeah, they met in college pretty much like the first or second day of school. Lily was just drawn to his room because she needed help setting up her stereo. Well, yeah, we've already heard some version of this before. Um, I think it was in the prom episode. That sounds Where right. we get a flashback of how they met. Right. And so they both say, you know, it was love at first sight. And I enjoy Ted's reaction of, yeah, the first time Marshall told it to me, it was a little bit different. (laughs) Dude, this black-haired goth chick stopped by today. Wanna tap it? (laughs) Which I feel like it's just such a guy thing where you you have the cutesy romantic side of it and then the actual, like, (laughs) crudeness. How guys act, especially in college. And then blah, blah, like, really doubles down on the story saying that somehow she knew that after the cooking class was over, Ted was going to take her up to the roof, kiss her, and give her a And as she's saying this, I like Barney and Robin are kind of glancing at each other knowingly, <laughs> like, oh, God, here we go. And in her story, like, where did he have a rose? Right. It's just so... Right. It's, it, it's very bad and not well thought out, and, and then everybody I, realizes that, and so they don't say anything, and she gets mad and says, say, ah. Yeah, this, this is starting to get crazy. Yeah, we're, we're getting little glimmers very early on. Then she goes to buy the gang a round of drinks. It's like, she's not crazy. Crazy generous, maybe, buying us drinks. <laughs> Shut up. When Blah Blah gets back with the drink, she, wants, she asks Robin, how did you and Barney meet? Right, assuming that her and Barney are a couple because they're sitting on the same side of the booth. Right. I guess. <laughs> and Robin gives 16 no's in her explanation that her and Barney are not together. Which is shades of when Ted, mm-hmm. what she thinks Ted's proposing to her. And it's weird that they count her nose so well, because <laughs> right. I believe in that episode, Ted was like, wow, 24 nose." <laughs> no, I think, I don't know that Ted counted them. I think Ted just had an exact quote that he said back to her. I thought he said the amount, but you might be right. I think I thought that too, and then I think I was thinking of this episode at the time. So Blah Blah gets a little freaked out that Robin's single. Yeah, and yeah, so nobody at this point brings up that they also dated. That, you know, comes up a little bit later. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Shades of Victoria. Not right? knowing. Oh, yeah. And this, 
I'm not, I'm not going to complain about it, but this really just becomes an excuse to do flashbacks this mm-hmm. episode. Oh, yeah. But the flashbacks in the show are always really good, and blah, blah, in this episode is really, really good. Uh, especially her, the conflict with her and Rob and the one-sided <laughs> conflict. <laughs> Ted tries to deflect again and says, you know, hey, Marshall, how did we meet? And again, does it. I'm going to tell it right now. So we get Marshall, Marshall in his dorm room, quote unquote, eating a sandwich, which I think is the first time that this is phrased this way. It is. And I get why they do it, because few dads are going to tell their kids how often they were smoking weed. But I, I just don't find it funny, the whole eating the sandwich thing. I think you like it a lot more than I, I do. I think it's silly. And why is Marshall smoking a joint, like his first day in the dorm room before his roommate, you know, when his roommate's about <laughs> to arrive? It's a little rude, and you, that's not a smell you get rid of very easily. Well, and then we get, you know, you know, maybe a day or two later, Ted doing the same thing. So I guess there's just a lot of weed being smoked in. Okay. Where, yeah. where are they at Wesleyan? Yeah. In 1996? It's hard to say. This is a really good meeting between Ted and Marshall. I wonder if they, like, this story came from someone they knew or this happened to one of them. (laughs) Right. Because it's just so specific. (laughs) That would be funny if this actually was something that happened to somebody. The confusion that, you know, Ted doesn't know this is what Marshall thinks. Right. Well, so somebody runs by and says, you know, you got to put out your sandwich. You know, the dean's coming. And somehow Marshall translates that as when his roommate or when this guy walks into his room, that that is. Yeah, and there's the nothing dean. about Ted that would make him think that he's the, a dean at a university. I mean, he's got a blazer on. <laughs> yeah, but he's got like a, a casual T-shirt underneath it. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's still funny. It is. And, you know, he says he's calling him Sir. <laughs> Dean Ted. Yeah, Ted's like, call me Ted. Dean Ted. And Ted gets a whiff of the sandwich. Marshall kind of freaks out, says that his family is going to donate a lot of money to the school. And Ted's happy to take the top bunk. Marshall's like, what do you mean? I'm your new roommate. And then Marshall, this is so unfair. <laughs> right. And Ted just apparently doesn't say anything about that. Just... <laughs> Rolls with it and moves on. Yeah, because he didn't realize that Ted wasn't the dean until later that night. <laughs> right. I guess all this talk about sandwiches like literally made me actually want a sandwich, like a real sandwich <laughs> from like Jimmy John's. So we might get that for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> I I always feel like these sandwiches. It looks like they're eating it off a of baguette. It's like too hard. The bread. <laughs> I wasn't impressed with that sandwich. I don't like the sandwiches where the bread's, like, so hard to bite through that everything right. kind of squeezes out as you're trying to bite it. Yeah. No, that, that sucks. But Jimmy John's is good. Yeah. No, not Jimmy John's. You got me hooked on oh, Jersey Mike's. Um, Jersey Mike's. That's what I meant. Yeah. Because I used to be a, a, a Subway guy. Yeah. But Jersey Mike's, I don't know what it is. Jersey Mike's is so good. I think it's the way they shred their lettuce or something like that. Because I usually don't like lettuce on sandwiches. But the way they shred it and the way the whatever um, flavoring they use kind of spreads throughout the... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's magical. Yeah, it is. One of my friends from college opened up a Jimmy John's. I'm very jealous. She gets to eat it all the time. You mean a Jersey Mike's? Damn it. Yes. (laughs) Why are they so close? (laughs) All right. Robin says college, good times, (laughs) blah, blah, goes. Oh, I get it. Ted told you I didn't go to college, so now you give me a cute little backhanded slap. (laughs) We get Barney. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Like, blah, blah. Well, while you were busy majoring in being freaking beautiful... I was starting my own line of handbags. And she holds up the handbag that she made. It's kind of nice, actually. It's kind of ugly. Oh, you thought so? Okay, well, 
I'll leave it to you. I don't know handbags that well, but and apparently they've sold in Japan. Robin's never sold anything <laughs> in Japan. And then Robin says, uh, "No, but I'd love to buy one of them. If where can I get one?" Um, Robin's being such a good sport here. She really is, and that's what makes it even funnier that Blah Blah is just like so defensive and on the attack this whole time. Yeah, it's so one, <laughs> such a one-sided uh, rivalry. Blah Blah says she doesn't have a distributor yet, but thanks for rubbing that in. Why is she trying to undermine him, undermine her in front of in front of Ted? Right, and so Robin rightfully is like, look, there's nothing going on between me and Ted. Oh, this is this is exchange is great. <laughs> so um, you be Robin, I'll be blah blah. Let's start with look. Look, there's nothing going on between me and Ted. Wow, that just came out of nowhere. No, I'm just saying you don't have anything to worry about. I wasn't worried. Are you saying I should be? No, I'm saying you shouldn't be. Oh, good, because I'm not. Now, Robin, could you just let it go? You're making all of us really uncomfortable. <laughs> Which we've talked about this before, how much you and I love that line. And, and other people do not. Yeah, it. <laughs> it doesn't translate well when I try and use it. Um, around anyone else. Around anyone else. And we got into that big thing online <laughs> yeah. on Facebook about people think I, thinking I was being extremely rude to you and <laughs> abusive. Really? Because I said that. that bad? Well, you said that it looked like I was, you know, hey, if people think that you really talk to me that way, that uh, makes yeah. me look really bad. Yeah, that's true. So we, we covered that story once. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's a joke that really can only happen <laughs> when it's just the two of us, because other people do not get it. Yeah. <sighs> There's just no way to deliver it so that they know that you're joking. Mm-mm. <laughs> Does not translate well to others. Then we get Ted again trying to pull in a, a, a flashback story so that this tension between Robin and Blah Blah is, is diffused a bit. And he goes to Barney, you know, this is how Barney and I met. Tell the story. And I think we've gotten most of this story before, haven't we? I don't know if we have. I thought we had. It's so hard. Yeah, it's hard to do this. You know, we've watched the show so many times, it's so hard to remember where every piece falls in the chronology. I feel like... It's probably would have been impossible for us to ever do this podcast without spoilers. I feel like like one of the first few episodes of the whole show is when we've heard some of this. We at least saw the bathroom meeting. Did we? Oh, God, I'm pretty sure we okay. have. Uh, listeners, correct us if, if I'm wrong. Where, how, how do they reach us on Twitter? At Runkle Recaps. Right, and then you can also email us at um, runklerecaps at gmail.com. Yes. All right, so Barney starts talking to, in the flashback, Ted in the men's room. I know we did this because I was talking about how guys don't usually talk to each other when they're at urinals, and so this is already awkward. Okay. So I do remember bringing that up. It turns out Ted, like Barney's basically rehearsing a line. He's going to try out, out on a girl about his brother being deaf. And him having to take care of him because their mom died. It's, yeah, it's a sad story. And Ted believes it because why wouldn't he? Barney checks in that, are you an idiot, Ted? And he has a pretty good line. Well, I'm still having this conversation. Barney actually likes that. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking about this also because I didn't like Ted's goatee. I was like, why, why does his right. goatee look wrong? Like it's it's very ungroomed and it doesn't look right on him in general. Right. Yeah. He did not look good. Yeah. So we we had Barney had this was conversation, right and I think we even may have gotten as far. Well, we got as far in that story before where 
Barney like then sits into his queue and say, Ted, I'm going to teach you how to live. Right. I don't think we got to the part where he's doing meeting the girl, getting the phone number. Yeah, maybe we got like lesson one, lose the goatee. Lesson two, get a suit. Maybe we've seen that before. Yeah, I think that's as far as we got. And maybe even lesson three, don't get, even think about getting married till you're 30. Yeah, because then I told a story about how my dad and his brother once right. told me that when I was a kid. Never, never get married until you're over 30, which kind of reminded me of the same line, the same bit of <laughs> advice. But Barney does this thing when he sits in the booth with Ted where he, like, nods to somebody across the room. I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll call that out when we see it as it goes because he does that a lot. Hmm. The Barney character does. I guess in this situation I'm assuming that he's nodding to the girl because she comes over shortly thereafter. So, yeah, her name's Audrey. She comes over. He introduces her to his brother, Edward. That <laughs> just screams in Ted's face. Yeah. Edward, this is Audrey. Because apparently that's how Barney thinks you would talk to somebody. I think that's, that's like that? sort of a common thing that people will raise their voice louder when they're talking to somebody who's uh, hearing impaired. Like, <laughs> or completely sense. deaf. Right. And so Audrey tells Barney that she knows some sign language, and Barney... Starts to panic, saying, you know, he doesn't sign because he's embarrassed by his... <laughs> his hands are tiny and ladylike. And surprisingly, Ted knows sign language, too. Barney, <laughs> you're over your hand issues. And he thinks that he's getting the phone number for him by, you know, charming her with his signing. Right. So, yeah, then, Ted tells Barney that he signed. My brother's a great guy. You should give him your phone number. But now he's, he straightens the record out. Right. He actually told her he's lying to you and give him a fake number. And this was mistake number two with Barney. <laughs> right. Because now you know Barney's going to turn off the heat. Yeah, so Barney takes it in stride and says, you know, oh, with a wingman like Ted, he's going to have to resort to dating someone online or meeting someone online. 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 <laughs> online. Oh, my God, you told them. <laughs> it's sort of a weird way to write that, like... Like, she's not hearing him, or it's taken her that long to realize what he's saying. But she's not, like, getting there. Like, her face is stone, mm-hmm. and then finally she breaks. <laughs> but it's not like you would think that she would slowly start to, like, look at him, or... Right. It was a weird way to play it, I think. So Ted says, yeah, he told them it's not a big deal. That crowded room thing only happens in the movies. And, of course, Barney's like, isn't that how you met Robin? <laughs> right. <laughs> Barney's no. just the worst friend. <laughs> Now Blah Blah knows that they dated for, you know, comes out they dated a year. And Robin's just sputtering, like, trying to somehow, I don't know why, but <laughs> trying to somehow make it seem not that bad. By the end, it was mostly about sex, which was not that good. But I was the problem. I just lie there. <laughs> Ted is very good. Sure, he will get you I love the way Ted and go. Barney are looking at her at this point. <laughs> I like how <laughs> she goes, you... Or blah blah goes. I'm just some random girl to get Robin jealous, and after she takes you back, you probably won't even remember my name. Right. Come on, blah blah. It's not like that. Barney is funny here. <laughs> We're closing in on the half. Let's see how blah blah is doing on the crazy hot scale. And so the <laughs> she got the a little, lot of crazier, but no hotter. The graph comes up again, and do you know? So he, she's drifted over the Mendoza diagonal and is now close to the Shelley Gillespie zone. Does this mean anything to you? No. I feel like it's got like another they, girl he dated. But I feel like they can't say like the Mendoza thing and that meant something and this Gillespie thing doesn't mean something. 
No, there's Dizzy Gillespie, a jazz musician. Uh, I, I can't think of anything else, Gillespie. All right, we'll pause it. I need to look. It wasn't in the show notes. It wasn't. Okay. All right. Jen did her research, didn't come up with anybody, anything, but she, for some reason, is like a dog with a bone and will not stop looking. I looked up two different searches. You just gave me like 10 seconds. <laughs> it's not like I've been here for 30 minutes. <laughs> so, again, if anybody knows anything about what this could possibly be referring to, I want to know. Google was not my friend. Ted's trying to make, still make things work with Blah Blah here, you know, trying to convince her that nothing's going on with him and Robin. And Blah Blah's just really embarrassed that she seems to really be competitive. Yeah, she's trying to compare, like, how they met versus how Lily and Marshall met. Right. And it's just a weird... She has a great line, because they're up at the bar at this point, him and uh, Ted and blah, blah. And after Ted says there's nothing going on between him and Robin, she goes, then why has she been trying to undermine me all night? I mean, look at her. She's laughing at me right now. And Robin's just kind of <laughs> staring off into space eating food. <laughs> right. I mean, this really should have been uh, an indicator for Ted that this woman is not the most stable, and maybe she's got some problems somewhere. (laughs) I have dated crazy before. Have you ever dated guy crazy? I'm not sure if it happens as much with guys. No. And I'm sorry, we're we're being a little loose with the term crazy, right? Um, Unstable. I. I don't know what dated is the right word, but there was a guy that was very interested in me once that was a pathological liar, which is weird. (laughs) I've known those guys. It's so weird. Yeah, just catching those things. And I was just like, this does not make me want to date you. (laughs) I won't get into any of my stories, but there's been some interesting ones. (laughs) All right. Ted then tells blah, blah, that the Lily and Marshall story is not as magical as it seems. And so he backs up to that same week, I guess, at college. Yeah, it would have been the day before Lily and Marshall met. Right. And so <laughs> there are some, there's some like, good lines in this. orientation mixer. We see Marshall doing a keg stand <laughs> with some horrible pit stains. Yeah, I noticed that too. That was weird. In his shirt. Did you ever do a keg stand? No. Any keg stands? No, I'm not a beer drinker. I never got the... I mean, I did them, because that's what we would do. But I never got the... What's the point? Why, don't I, why am I doing this upside down? Because <laughs> you can. <laughs> it's just so weird. No, nah, I was never into beer, so... So Ted goes up and talks to Lily. This is his recollection of things. And he says, hey, are you a fresh woman? I never used freshman. <laughs> sexist. Now, is this a thing? You were in college at this time, weren't you? <laughs> I think it... It never caught on. Like, I remember hearing things like this, but it never <laughs> caught on. And stuff like spelling woman with M-Y-N at the end instead of M-A-N or M-E-N. Because why should they just be a part of a man? Ah, uh, okay. Never heard that explanation. <laughs> All right, they, they live sort of near each other in the same dorm. He offers her some of... He offers her some of his wine. So don't eat, don't drink that beer. It's for cretins. Um, here, try some of my wine. It's Pinot Noir from Europe. <laughs> and Lily remarks that it's fruity, and Ted lets her know that he cut it with some cranberry juice because it's pretty <laughs> strong. <laughs> Such a great little detail. She asks if he has a 
girlfriend, he does, although, and then quotes Descartes um, in trying to, t- I, I'm not sure why he does this. Because he's pretentious. Pretentious, Ted. yeah, but it doesn't really, <laughs> it doesn't seem to go with the conversation they're having, which well, is probably fitting for a college student. Well, I, th- I mean, it sort of does, because he's saying he's not sure about the long distance, but in order to determine whether we can know anything with certainty, we first have to doubt everything we know. Okay, fair enough. She thinks this is hot. Loosely connected. (laughs) And they start making out. So Ted thinks because, you know, she was really drunk at the time. She just remembered room 110 and that's how, you know, why her and Marshall met. So we get back to the scene in the bar and blah, blah, is like, you have to tell Marshall. Ted said, no, I can't do that. She goes, if you don't tell him, I will. Ted, no, you wouldn't. And then I love his. She she gives him this like (laughs) creepy, like I would look. And he goes, Oh, no. (laughs) Which is such a great response. (laughs) And his face when he says it. And she's just the worst. Why would she do that? To diminish their story so that Ted and Robin, I'm sorry, Ted and Blah Blah meeting online doesn't seem so bad. I guess. But like, that's what it seems to me she would want to do. And I just can't stop, like, (laughs) imagining this alternate universe of Ted and Lily being together instead. And yeah, it turns out to not be true, of course. But when they go back, Ted, you know, eventually has to pull Lily aside because blah blah is about to say something in front of everybody. And before he does that, you know, when he's saying what how we really met, uh, Lily's thinking he's referring to a story where she walked in after she came to room one ten to get help with her stereo, and Ted's crying on the phone into Karen his. His high school girlfriend, Karen's uh, voice voicemail answering, answering machine, machine. Probably at the time. <laughs> yeah, quoting Descartes, it's the same thing again. And then he's going to go downstairs and send her an electronic mail. <laughs> Which I love that line. <laughs> yeah, I guess we probably did call it that before That's we very funny. before we shortened it to email. But I don't remember ever saying electronic mail. Did you have a computer center? Yeah, my roommate had a computer also, and so we were on. We were connected into the college network, but then if you moved off campus, you weren't. Hmm. Okay. Until my, but my sophomore year, they did set something up that you could dial into, and then you would be connected into it, and you had a password and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't like having the internet yet, but hmm. okay. it was a way to connect into the the network for the for the, so you could like. See your test scores and um, schedule your classes. Because my freshman year, you had to go in person to schedule classes. Really? Yeah, you had to go into an auditorium and, like, you had, like, a catalog. Oh, what a nightmare. And you had to kind of, like, circle which classes you wanted. And then when you got up to the person, they're like, no, that's full. And so while you're sitting there, you have to, like, re, you know, wow. design your schedule. And then the next year, they allowed people to do it online for the first time. Okay. So, yeah, I was really there at that, you know bleeding edge of technology yeah. of making that change over. Jeez. Things have changed so much. <laughs> I remember my senior year, I was working for the business building, the business school building, where they did the business classes for, you know, marketing, accounting, whatever. And I was an assistant to the technology IT director there, and he had me going around and uploading AOL internet connectivity to the computers all around for all the professors that worked out of there. <laughs> like the AOL discs that yeah. they would mail you? And so, I mean, that's basically what we used to 
to get internet connectivity for the school. Oh, funny. And he was like, put it on the computer that you have access to, and so you can kind of see what it's like to go onto the internet. <laughs> and I was like so, so excited because I had heard things about the internet, so... I, I, I went ahead to log into it. Of course, it's you know that comical way you hear the dee doo and then just to get onto anything would take like ten minutes. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't even have time to sit here. I have to, I have to get to <laughs> class before a page would actually open up. Wow. Yeah, I remember my freshman year. I was borrowing or using, yeah, kind of sharing my roommate's computer trying to download, illegally download things off of LimeWire, and it would be, like, hours. If you wanted to download, like, an album, it was hours. <laughs> and then sometimes you would get, like, these really bad, like, bootleg versions that, <laughs> like, just weren't, they weren't, like, you know, right off the CD or whatever. Like, it was, what a mess. Well. All you kids of today, your <laughs> flawless technology. We had we're we're back at the bar, and from that story, uh, Lily's retelling how her and Ted she thought her and Ted met. Ted runs out of the room. You know, I sorry, but I love Karen. Right, because so, Marshall introduces Lily. And it's almost like Ted thinks he's being like presented with the temptation. Right, or she came to see him. Ted said, "Yes, that is the unabridged story of how Lily and I met." But. Blah blah is going to push this, and so Ted gets Lily over to the bar and says, "You know, blah blah knows our real story." And Lily's just clueless; yeah. she has no idea what he's talking about. And she comes out with it. Blah blah does. I know that you and Ted made out the night before you met Marshall. Lily remembers making out with one person before Marshall, the too much tongue guy. Ted fires back that she was an unreasonably small mouth opening girl, <laughs> and then Ted gets her to think about it. And she does the no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But I love how in hers, it starts off so confident. And as she goes, the no's get less and less confident. Right. So at first, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I thought it was really well done. Right. And then we go back to the booth. Barney wants to tell Robin how her and Marshall met. Uh, how, I'm sorry, about how he and Marshall met. She's like, yeah, you told me like five or six times. And then he goes into it anyways. <laughs> just for our benefit, obviously. Mm-hmm. And this is great. You know, Barney's at a, in the flashback, at a booth, you know, one of their regular booths with Marshall and Ted. He's saying, I'm going to teach you how to live. Marshall's like, who is this guy? Ted says, he's kind of a jackass. I met him the other day. Barney says, you know, is talking to him about, you know, you've been with the same girl forever. You need to hook up with new girls. And so he's going to be his bro and teach him how to do that. He'll be Broda, and he's going to show him how to use the force. They get into this whole, f- you're going to use the force on a woman? That sounds wrong. <laughs> right. Or you're going to for- use force on a woman. There's a little back and forth on that. And Barney points out, no, it's a Star Wars reference. <laughs> so we should make lots of Star Wars references around girls? Yeah, it was it, not bad. I mean, he's clearly just messing, yeah, messing with them. But, so I thought that was kind of funny. Marshall says he's not going to cheat on his girlfriend. Barney says, yes, you are with that hottie that just walked in. Look at her. And it's Lily. She's looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. She's a little more done up than usual in this scene, just to sort of help emphasize. Right. Well, that. yeah, this is a flashback to two thousand and one. So, it's younger Lily, um, <laughs> and I like yeah the the split second decision that Marshall and Ted make here. 
<laughs> playing into this. So Marshall decides, you know, okay, yeah, he's going to go for it. He's going to so get you know himself what? some strange, yeah, I, I like, believe is the... <laughs> I like that terminology. I need me some strange. And so Barney gives him a very unenthusiastic pep talk saying, you know, This isn't going to work, but go. <laughs> yeah. And he just goes over and they start making out. Right. Barney is... Without much prelude to it. Right. Yeah, I was trying to think about that. Like, if you just came up to me in the middle of a bar and just started making out. <laughs> and Barney's like, that man is a god. <laughs> right. For a week after Marshall says Barney was following him around, asking him to teach him how to live. He got into his laundry once. And Barney has a great line. I thought it was a Mr. Miyagi kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of you know about Karate Kid, but... In the movie Karate Kid, and then, you know, actually in the, the last couple seasons of Cobra Kai, Mr. Miyagi is a karate instructor, instructor for the main character, Daniel, who teaches him a lot of movement and strength through getting him to, you know, sand his deck and wash his cars and paint his fence. And in doing these things, he learns the muscle memory. They get back to the Lily and Marshall of it all. Lily wants to tell Marshall what she just learned from Ted. And blah, blah, just comes out with it. Lily and Ted make out. Made out. What do you think of that, Robin? (laughs) (laughs) Again, going after Robin without Robin really caring about it. So Marshall straightens them out. It was, uh... Yeah, Marshall was there. What was the girl's name? It was Alexa Leskies and Colin O'Reilly. Whose shampoo Marshall peed in. <laughs> Which is weird, because... It's a little over the line. Had, yeah. Just because the guy once made out with the girl you're now seeing. <laughs> right. And so then this is just the end for Blah Blah. She gets very mad that you know, Ted had made out with another girl. With another girl, Ted? Doesn't make Who any haven't sense you made out because with? Because he didn't actually make out with Lily, so there's no extra girls in this scenario. <laughs> well, he made out with Alexis, though. Right, but he didn't make out with Lily, so it's not like there was an additional girl... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't feel very good about it when it wasn't Lily anymore. She doesn't need this anymore. She decides handbags. She's writing a memoir. She's going to be a superstar. This is totally her year. <laughs> and then we get the reveal of, you know, next time you're online playing World of Warcraft, don't chat with me. <laughs> we cut to them playing World of Warcraft, and this is very odd that Ted's the female with, <laughs> like, a... Like, like a, a broad, bikini a bikini top, and she's like a big macho monster. Now, they never explain this. Why was Ted being a woman? It's only because the... Just for a psych gag? Just, I yeah, mean, exactly. They're, they're, it's just a throwaway. <laughs> yeah, that's my guess, too, but I kind of want to explore this a little bit as to what would be his purpose of being a woman? Is it just sort of, I've always... You know, this is a sort of a secret life of mine that I'm going to be a woman in, or I don't know. I, I can't. It, it doesn't seem sure to match his. No okay, it doesn't match <laughs> his character on the show very well. But it could just be experimental. Hey, I want to know what it's like to be a woman amongst other villagers. <laughs> Perhaps. But you're right. It's just a story. It's just a... Uh, right, because obviously, yeah, they're going to think that the big monster guy's Ted and the female is blah, blah, and so it's just a... It's just for a fun Silly joke. reversal for... Psych gag. Yeah. So he... He still thinks that his story is the right one right. with him, Lily, and Marshall. Until 
the year 2020 at their 20th college reunion. Which we now know would not have happened. Oh, God. Unless it happened in, like, January. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. That was the first thing I thought of when I saw that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, good call. I guess, yeah, it could have been January, February, maybe. But, yeah, at the 20th college reunion, they ran into Alexa, Alexa Leskies. She reminds Ted that they had made out. And we get a re-flashback to the night of the making out and Ted making out with Alexa. Alexa does look exactly like Lily did at the yeah, time. She just has shorter hair. And then Lily making out with the guy Colin. He looked just like Ted. He had the curly <laughs> hair and the glasses. Right. And I, it's very funny. You know, Ted runs up to Lily like, Lily, we never made out. And Lily's just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not too much tongue guy. Alexa, <laughs> actually, Ted, No. no. <laughs> a good call back to the no. Yeah. That was funny. And then we get the end tag that Marshall stole some sandwiches from some kids on campus. Where, where were these? Oh, it was on campus? Okay. I was like, yeah, where are these remember, kids? But remember she said, like, oh, do you remember the last time we were here? Which is weird. So they, like, never hung out in that place again. Or I guess maybe not together. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Alexa's saying that. So that... Was that their dorm? <laughs> Cause I, I or is it? I thought it was social no, cause hall they, or something. Because they said, yeah, it might have been like a student center right. type thing, but they wouldn't be able to drink in that kind of place. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, it's unclear. <laughs> All right, so they're they're eating a sandwich. At some point, while Lily's got the sandwich, Marshall goes choo 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 swallow. Is that like a puff puff pass kind of play? I think it's more of a like yeah hold. Hold your breath, count, release. Kind oh of thing. yeah, I think you're right. Like when you, kids, when you smoke weed. I mean, I've never personally had any <laughs> sandwiches, so I wouldn't know. I I have read an article in Newsweek magazine <laughs> that when you smoke weed and you inhale, you hold it in for about five to ten seconds. No, and that not tell people how to smoke weed unless it's legal in your country and or state. Oh God. <laughs> listen, a lot of young listeners. Listen to the hall monitor over here. We're elders, apparently, and... You were so lame. You're not hip like me. Right. And our listeners. <laughs> Anywho's. So, Marshall asks if they can grow sandwiches behind the garage, and Lily um, points out that they're 42, which... They... Ted looks fine. Lily has, like, a very... Yeah, they're pretty hard on Marshall. <laughs> yeah, Marshall went very bald. And, 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 and keeping the comb over. over. Yeah. And Lily has, like, an old lady hairstyle. Like, it's <laughs> very confusing what they thought 42 was going to look like. <laughs> What'd you think of the end line? Where's my wife? And they're cracking up. I thought it was kind of cute. Because, yeah, we see, yeah, there's a wedding band on his hand, so we know that, yeah, there is a wife, but... We don't learn anything about her. Yeah, I guess that was just their way of telling us he is married at this point. Right. Um, would it still be Tracy or would it be Robin at this point? It would be Tracy because... Oh, because he he's telling the story backwards, so... Yeah, and he... Remember, it's after he tells the story yeah, that the kids are yeah. like, yeah, go get her or whatever. Because he's, so. yeah, he's still telling them this part of the story. Yeah. Okay. Where do you think I had this ranked? 23. 24. No way! Good job. Oh my gosh, I'm getting good at this. I thought you were going to guess higher because 
I was talking it up a lot early on. I wasn't trying I, to fool I you. I was going to go into the high teens at first, but... Yeah, my memory of this episode is holds it really high where I probably... If I hadn't looked at the ranking, I might have thought this could have been a top 10. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, 24. Um, what's your favorite joke? I think the the reveal that it was, like, the two people that were, like, doppelgangers almost for... Ted and Lily. Oh, really? I thought that was clever. Mine is, of course, you're making everyone really uncomfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think we both agreed the least favorite, the crazy uh, hooker dude mm-hmm. commentary. Yeah. We're, we already covered a little bit of where folks can find us on Twitter at Runkle Recaps. And um, email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Where else? Um, underscore how I met your podcast underscore on Instagram. That's right. Okay. Well, next week, join me and what's her name uh, for I'm Not That Guy. And Not That Guy. That's going to be our 50th podcast. <gasps> Yay. I'm Not That Guy is the one where Ted Mosby is a porn star. Oh, okay. And it's also the one with. Jefferson Coates or whatever, the oh, guy trying to recruit yeah. Marshall. To okay. The, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a really good one. And oh, there's something else going on with Barney, but I can't remember right now. We see Barney like fanboying at the porn convention. <laughs> that's true. There's there's a third story, and I mentioned it when I was reading the recap of it, but I can't remember what it is right now. There's three good stories, like three, okay. oh oh Lily, Lily uh, her um, credit issues oh, is okay. revealed. Gotcha. All right. So long, folks. Until next week. See you.